It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Here's the freshly cut Harry Douglas. I'm still the bald Freddie Coleman. We're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. A couple of things. Number one, welcome back Devin Kane from his vacation down in Savannah, Georgia. Our associate producer back on the scene. And he didn't try to get a tan. That doesn't mean, Harry, that he didn't get burnt just a little bit down in Savannah. Yeah, did you get burnt, Dev, down in Savannah? <laughs> nah, overcast, and I just want to recognize that I did give myself my D- well, my own DJ horn there. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to promote yourself. There's nothing wrong with that, promoting yourself. Why are you giggling like that, Harry Douglas? Why are you giggling? Man, I'm just happy that all of us are back together again. Uh-huh. I miss you, Dev. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know you had a good time down there in Savannah, Georgia, and also I think you went to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're back with us. The band is back together. Yes, indeed. That cut yes, looks indeed. good, Harry. I'm it does. You. As a matter of fact, I ran into L. Duncan. Day two. Yeah, I ran into L. Duncan and Gary Streisky from SportsCenter. So did Shannon Penn, our producer, before we got in here. And even Gary said, yo, Harry's cut was looking fresh this morning on Get Up. So he and L. Duncan are giving you props on the new dude, my friend. Can I say this, though? Because I just realized last night. Because I, I kept wondering, like, why my daughter and my son mm-hmm. was looking at me, like, weird. Right. Like, multiple times. Okay. My kids have never seen me without a mohawk. Ah, they didn't because know who I because I had it for nine and a half years. Okay, and my daughter's seven, and my son is four. So oh, my daughter okay. was trying to, you know, get used to it, and also my son. They kept looking at me like all kind of weird ways. Did they say anything after a certain point? Or did they just leave it alone? That's well, what I wanted Harrison, to my daughter Harrison said she has to get used to it. Okay, that that's yeah. code for I don't like it. Yeah, she, <laughs> I, but she but it's because she's never seen me absolutely any other way. Right. Yeah. She you know, she'll, she'll get used to it. Yeah, I guess she'll have no choice because I don't think you're growing <laughs> that back anytime soon nope. as far as that goes. So we'll see exactly how things work out in the Douglas household that if the haircut stays as it appears is going to be. If Miss Harrison is going to like daddy's do too, as far as that goes, you can wait anytime you want, whether you got a fresh cut or not at triple eight, say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Love to hear your vocals when it comes to the Freddie and Harry call in line. So we got those things out the way. Let's get to the main thing, 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 the main thing with Freddie and Harry. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It is even more prevalent now when it comes to money and college sports and everything that's going to flow along with it. It's not going to slow down anytime soon. It's always going to continue to be that way, especially when they're trying to do everything they can, Harry Douglas, to make the money back. It's still, even though it's four years past when the pandemic first shut down everything when it comes to sports, that doesn't mean they they don't want to get that money back. When you got NIL, you got the transfer portal. Now players can stop opting into EA Sports College Football 25, in which they'll earn a piece up to 600 bucks in EA Sports name, image, and likeness. And now we're hearing all these other reports that the college ball playoff may be expanded to 14 teams and soon 16 teams and then 898 teams. 
follow the money. It gives you all the answers you need when it comes to that, especially now in big-time college athletics. Yeah, when you look at the NCAA and you look at the landscape of college sports, it all is based around the dollars and cents and the money, Freddie. Uh, you talk about student-athletes. Yeah, I remember a day where that was the main thing, how mm-hmm. we start our show every day, but that is no longer uh, – what's going on when it comes to the landscape of college athletics. Right. You look at the transfer portal and you look at guys in high school when they're looking at what college they want to go to. And the first thing comes to their mind, okay, well, how much money are you going to give me? Mm-hmm. It's okay to go to that university and say, okay, let me see if this is the best place for me to be uh, best fit wise. And then athletic department wise, Hey, does this feel like a home away from home? How's the coaching staff? Right. What other players do they have? No, it's just straight, out of the gate, mm-hmm. what can I get from this university? How much money can you pay me? If you can't pay me, I'm looking at this school. And I don't fault a lot of them, but I don't think it should be the, the, it's the right mindset. Right, I, 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 re- I really don't because it's more to it. Not everyone is going to go to the National Football League. Absolutely. Or the NBA or Major League Baseball it, it, exactly. or the NHL. Right. Like the percentages are low for a reason. So it's okay to get a – stellar education while you're in college. It's okay to want to graduate. That's why I didn't leave school early, Freddie. Mm -hmm, I wanted to get my diploma. I wanted to graduate. Mm -hmm. And that's something I promised my mother, like at at a very, very young age. Plus I love school. I enjoy college, but it wasn't the money that drove me. And I understand I was in school at a different time, but nowadays uh, that that's what drive a lot of these drives. A lot of these kids is how much money can I make right off the bat? Well, hell, they haven't even played a game mm-hmm. at the collegiate level yet. Yeah, exactly. By the way, in five minutes, you're going to hear who said this about the current athletes in college sports. The solution is sign the players to contracts. They're employees. You're going to find out who said that. And if he's right or wrong, coming your way in about five minutes, you mentioned something that really popped off to me in terms of the current athlete, the current landscape. And of course it's completely different when you played at Louisville, when I played many, 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 many years before you did at Manchester University in Pennsylvania, I understand how the climate is, but there still needs to be some kind of structure. And that's where everything's not falling apart because the money is the structure more than ever before in college athletics. But to me, you need some kind of commissioner to kind of rein this all in, have everybody playing on that same playing field. Maybe Nick Saban wants to be that guy because not too long ago, he said, and I quote, that he wants to be a voice of change in college football. Listen, I'm for the players. It's not that I'm not for the players. I want to see the players have a great quality of life and be able to create value for themselves. But we've gone to nobody talking about education, nobody talking about creating value for their future, to only talking about how much money can I make while I'm in college, end quote. He is not wrong in what he has to say. The problem a lot of people probably have with Nick Saban is that you've made a hell of a lot of money off the backs of players. You and plenty of other big-time coaches. You wanted to keep that pie for everybody in big-time college football, big-time college basketball. So if he's going to advocate for that, I completely hear him. But I wonder how many people are thinking, oh, wait a minute. All these years, you guys are making this kind of money off players. And then NI on the transfer portal happens, and plenty of the old school did not want to be a part of that new classroom when it comes to the current climate. And that's not going to slow down anytime soon when it comes to that money and in big-time college athletics. And, Freddie, I'm all for players capitalizing off their name, image, and likeness. It just kind of bothers me when you have a high school student who hasn't even played a down, and that's at the forefront. That's all he's worried about, right? Mm -hmm. And I get it because a lot of these situations that these players are in are not the best or that most ideal situations coming out of high school, 
uh, on the way to attend college and mm-hmm. try to provide for their future, right? And 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 whatever direction they want they want to go in. But let me get on the coaching part of it because I think the transfer portal should only be allowed one year for I hear players. You. I, hear I, you. I don't think a, a a student athlete should be allowed to transfer two, three, multiple times. Right. Uh, that that's that is just ridiculous in my opinion. But on top of it. You know, you have these coaches that change teams so frequently mm-hmm. and yep. they pack their stuff and go to the next job because the money is great at that next place. Yep. Do they don't really have that much room to talk. But then you also have these coaches that are making 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to myself, well, a mm-hmm. lot of them aren't even good coaches like that to be making that amount of money. Right. Not that I'm sitting up here pocket watching, but there's a lot of <laughs> film that I'm watching, Freddie. And I'm saying to myself, well, damn, are these players really getting coached up? And this coach is making $10 million a year to be coaching these guys up? It seems that back when this was illegal, paying players, because it was going on. It's been going on in college football since the 20s. Look up Red Grange and know exactly what I'm talking about. Google that name. This has been going on. But it seems that there was a lot more of a system and uniformity in place when it was illegal compared to where it is now. <laughs> and it's not illegal when it comes to the transfer portal, NIL, players getting paid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. J-Dub in Dallas, he wants to weigh in on this on the Freddie and Harry call in line with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app at 888-729-3776. J-Dub in Dallas, what you got, my friend? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, first time caller to your program. I think the two of you together is just absolutely outstanding. Appreciate you, man. Um, so, having said that, um, maybe maybe it's time since they're going to be paying these kids like they're adults that that people start treating them as such throughout the process. In other words, like it's a they're going on job interview, and so you don't you know you're looking for a job, you you put in more than one resume, you go to more than one company, and hopefully you get more than one offer so that you can you know, choose the best offer or, you know, use use one as leverage against the other. It's what do you fun- think about that? It's funny you mention that. Before we give you our thoughts on that, because I love that thought, J.W. in Dallas, what you had to say, check out with Jay Billis, ESPN College basketball analyst. He had a chance to speak on when it comes to players, when he's on the Rich Eisen show, it's a different deal, and this should be part of the deal. The solution is sign the players to contracts. They're employees, and you can sign them to a contract and put a buyout in it if you want, just like with coaches. It's really not that difficult. But we're trying to walk the line of maintaining amateurism, which is dead, and then we're complaining about NIL. It's not what we thought it was going to be. What did they think was going to happen? You know, it, like, I knew this was going to happen. Now, that's not a bad idea by Jay Billis. Here's my here's my only question, Freddie. Okay. So now, like we have in a National Football League, right? And you have those contracts or Major League Baseball and also the National Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. You have agents that are representing these players. So now right. w- when we talk about it on the collegiate level, mm-hmm. who is representing these student athletes now? Who is negotiating on their behalf? Right. Who, who, you know what I'm saying? Who has their best interest when it comes to these contracts? Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother ball game that you have to figure out moving forward as well, too. Yeah, that's why when J- I'm going back to J-Dub in Dallas. When he says if you're going to have these kind of adult decisions placed in front of you, then you're going to have to deal with adult decisions that people are going to make at, at, on your behalf or in spite of you. Because I think a lot of young people, 
and this goes for the adults are supposed to be looking out for their best interests. A lot of them want the gold at the end of the rainbow. But if it doesn't happen, they don't want to be around when the consequences have to be paid. You look at the transfer portal. I can't tell you. You and I are around a lot of college athletes and a lot of college coaches. What you do at college game day in the fall with Harry Lyles Jr. and Christine Williamson, and I call basketball and football games for Sacred Heart and NEC front row. I can't tell you how many times coaches have told me, we keep telling players, it's not going to be that much greener. And, yeah, we want to keep them here. We've invested so much in these players to recruit them and bring them to our programs, whether it's football, whether it's Mark Norfie, the head coach of Sacred Heart, or Jessica Minetti and Anthony Latina, the women's and men's basketball coach, respectively, and other coaches at Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut. I can't tell you how many times they told me it's getting to a point that we have to re-recruit players. And if that's going to be the case, then that's an arms race more than likely that we're not going to win because somebody's always going to be in a player's ear. The problem with that is somebody can be in your ear and tell you it's going to be better somewhere else. But if it's not better somewhere else or you can't get into that somewhere else, those people just completely distance themselves away from you. So, yeah, it's an adult situation more than ever before. That doesn't mean that young men and young women with all that money out there and all that potential free agency out there are well-equipped to deal with an adult situation that's not slowing down in big-time college athletics. And, Freddie, I don't want anyone listening to our show right now to think that we are against – student athletes transferring that's not what we're saying when it's two or three four times that's an issue to me because we've had some of the the greatest things in college football when you see a Quinn Ewers transfer from Ohio State and now he goes to Texas they made the college football playoffs understand it when you look at Joe Burrow at Ohio State who goes to LSU and makes history and wins a national championship and becomes the number one overall pick. I understand it. When you look at Jameer Gibbs who went through a coaching change at Georgia Tech and he now transfers to Alabama and he's drafted in the first round to the Detroit Lions. When you look at Jamison Williams who leaves Ohio State and goes to Alabama, he becomes a first-round pick to the the Detroit Lions as well. There are cases Mm – in which college football has been better when you have players transferring. And also, I believe it it, it creates more parity. Also, with the NIL, I just feel feel like it it needs to be more parameters. It needs to be more structure. It needs to be more refinement when it comes to the transfer portal and also NIL. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Mr. Michael in Virginia, 888-729-3776. Magic Mike, what do you got to say about this new current landscape when it comes to college athletics and all that money and transfer portal and NIL that's a part of that now? Yes, sir. My goodness, that was a mouthful you said there. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Eight years of college, my friend. Eight years of college. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, let's not forget that these players are also getting uh, a free education that they can carry on in life. But the most important thing is football pays the bills, mm-hmm. okay? And there's a lot of other activities and sports on these, on these colleges that are taking pieces of the pie out of it. And these coaches that are getting paid these exorbitant amount of money, they've got a hell of a lot on their plate to handle. And some of them are worth it, some of them are not. But for now, I mean, that's a system we got to deal with. But like Harry said, with the transfers, when you get a pair of three and four times, it's ridiculous. We've got to have a limit on them. And uh, there needs to be a cap on this uh, NIL, I, I believe. I'm with you. I think there should be kind of a salary cap when it comes to that. And going back to your point, Michael, in Virginia, about players hip-hopping all over the place. I did a basketball game this year where Rod Strickland's now the head coach of Long Island University basketball. They play in the same league in the Northeast Conference that Sacred Heart does. One of his players, it was the fourth school that he had been at at LIU. He played in the Big Ten, played in another mid-major league. It's the fourth school that he had been at in a five, six-year period. I'm thinking, 
that if anything, you it's going to be hard to rein in money. It's hard to do that. To me, that needs to be reined in sooner than later when it comes to the transfer portal. Because you're right, Harry, you may go to a situation, you may go to a school, and you may say, okay, this is not for me. The coach and I don't get along. It's not the right fit. I think, yeah, you, certain circumstances, that transfer portal should happen. But we've got and, too many JT Daniels is all around the place going to five and six schools all the time. And, and also, Freddie, if you have players that have situations back home where someone is not feeling well Absolutely. within their family Absolutely. and they want to be closer to their family situation. Like the Robinson of North Carolina. Right. Exactly. That That's understandable. And then the, the NCAA at first didn't allow him to play. Yep which was insane to me, mm-hmm. but then later on allowed him to play. Yeah, because they got shamed about it. People were calling them out saying, really, this is the hill that you want to die on when it comes to somebody who decided to move closer to his mom who is not in the best of shape and he wanted to be there for his mom. And this is the kind of hill that you're willing to plant your flag on at that, at that expense of that person. The more they got shamed about it, then all of a sudden they were contrite. All of a sudden they were, okay, we've seen the error of our ways. They didn't see the error of their ways until somebody spoke out about it and said, this is wrong. And you NCAA should definitely, definitely know better. Carlos in Texas, my friend, what do you got to say? I, I, I'm loving the NIL and the transfer portal. Like, like I was saying, I think is what it has done is exposed teams that were already paying for athletes. That's why Nick Saban left Alabama because he can't compete no more. Alabama don't want to spend the money that A&M is spending. Nobody want to spend the money Texas is spending. You're going to see teams come out of nowhere like the Coastal Carolinas. Look at the Final Four last year. Kansas State didn't even have a team with NIL and transfer portal, they're in the final four or lead eight or whatever they made last year. Well, Carlos, That's the, all from the NIL transfer portal. Carl, stay right there for a second. I'm going to counter your point about Texas A&M. They spent all that money. Where did it get them? Well, that, that's Jimbo Fisher. You can't <laughs> I can't he deny that. You're that's right. I, you know what, Carlos? <laughs> Good comeback. I can't deny that as far as that goes. But Texas A&M, Carl, spent a lot of money on players. Nick, It's not that Nick Saban didn't want to do it. I don't think, Carlson, you can stay right there and tell me how you feel about this. It's not that he didn't want to do it anymore. You get to a certain age, you want to be bothered. It wasn't that he couldn't compete. It just I think it just got way too much for him at his age, Carlos. If he was 45, 50 years of age, I still believe he's in college football. The fact that Nick Saban was 70-plus. At a certain point, you get old, there's certain things that you don't want to deal with. Carlson, Texas, what do you got to say about that? No, I don't think he's oh, there anymore. Oh, man. But, 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 but I was – but I will say this, though, Freddie, because yeah. Nick Saban has been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he's of the mindset that, man, I, I'm not begging no damn kid to come play at Alabama. You want to come to Alabama because it's Alabama. Right. Mm-hmm. It prepares you the best for the National Football League. We got players, four- and five-star guys coming to running in and running out of here left and right. Yeah. You want to come to Alabama because it's something you wanted to do. It's You look at Alabama being in the thick of things year in and year out. Yeah. And, 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 and listen, I, I kind of agree with Nick Saban. I'm not begging no damn kid to come play for me. You Either you want to come play uh-huh. or you don't want to come play. Well, I'm, here's I'm going to be that guy that countered that a little bit. There is some begging that goes on recruiting. When you got a bunch of older people wanting the service of a 17, 18 years of age player because they believe they can be a difference maker, there's an element of begging. It's just that the begging got to the 25th power when it came to Nick Saban. But that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the begging I, no, to I the 25th you. power. Yeah, I'm here. At a certain point, you're thinking, man, if I got to worry about trying to outbid Texas A&M and they're not winning or Vanderbilt and they're not winning or Ole Miss, well, it's hard to outbid Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin being the head coach there. And even he was talking about that 
Ole Miss uh, Lane Kiffin, the head coach, last year when he was complaining about that he's got to re-recruit his players and going and having players leave the transfer portal. I'm like, isn't that but, what you did at Ole Miss but, to but, bring but see, players there? But that was my only argument about with Lane. It's like, yo, you, you're looking at the next job while you're at Ole Miss. Absolutely, yeah. Either way, I know you got plenty of reactions to this. We want to hear from you at Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776. NIL, Transfer Portal, a new wild, wild west in big-time college athletics. We want to hear from you. How does that make you feel about college sports now at 888-729-3776? And a big wing in the NCAA, he doesn't mind student transfers, but that's next on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Oh, Puff Daddy said it best. It is all about the Benjamins. More than ever before in big-time college athletics. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We can't wait to hear what you have to say about NIL, Transfer Portal, the state of college athletics, the NCAA when it comes to college ball playoff. They're already expanding it, looking at them by expanding it in 2026 from 12 teams this year to 14 teams by 2026. It is the state of confusion, whatever that is, in college athletics. Chaz Howard Jr. on Twitter, Harry says, and I quote, do you think the NIL money and transfer portal is slash will cause an issue among the players in the locker room? He hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN and H. Douglas 83. No, I, I don't see that happening because at the same time, you understand the type of player you are. But that's also why I say I think they need to put parameters on the NIL. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you have one person that can make $2 million mm-hmm. and then another person that can make $100,000, mm-hmm. that's a large gap, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it needs to be, uh, I think, a certain amount of money mm-hmm. that you know you can go to if you're a player or whatnot. Um, and, and it's crazy that I'm saying that because I'm all for guys making as much money as possible. Right. 
But we haven't had an issue amongst that yet because I think players have been smart when they make a ton of money. They've been able to distribute certain things amongst their teammates, Mm -hmm. also with certain brands, be able to provide things for their teammates or whatnot. And I think that's a major positive. It's also understanding the room and understanding that, hey, I'm getting all this money to diffuse anything that could possibly happen, right. let me make sure I take care of my teammates. Yeah, Here's something else when it comes to transfers in the NIL, when it comes to transfer portal in the NIL. That won't disturb a locker room. Guys are not going to be against the guy if he wants to leave and go somewhere else. We have not heard that kind of mutiny in locker room since this all has developed. Same thing with NIL. They're not going to be against their teammates getting more money than them. Hey, if somebody believes you that much, want to pay you that kind of money, so be yep. it. You know what causes division in the locker room? Usually somebody when it comes to the female sex. Yep. I'm keeping it 100 No, you're, you're telling the 1,000% One- truth, Freddie. Yeah. Uh, a young lady will come between two Absolutely. teammates Absolutely. or a young man will come come between two, two female women. teammates Absolutely. before money ever would. Believe me, if you're getting paid a X amount of money more than your bro in the locker room, they're like, yeah, that, that's just how it is. But let a girl want to be with you more than your bro and he has his nose a certain way. And it gets turned a certain way. <laughs> believe me, that has caused more division, Chaz, in the locker room, more than money and guys wanting to go somewhere else than anything else. He is always one of our favorites. He is the Mighty Wolf in Virginia. We give him the greeting in three, two, one. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I can't believe my pack brothers have responded with such a respectful howl. As always, <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, I, I, I'm sorry for not being in uh, in harmony with you. I, I grabbed that that little uh, solo there at the end. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, thank you, my friend. Uh, and and the point being that the structure of that organization, if we can take a second, just for. for a comparison, the youth leagues in European soccer build something called consumer loyalty. So the money is going to come. Those fans live with the players in Europe during that period of time and stay with them the rest of their lives. So okay. the money is there that pays, again, the European leagues, Premier League, let's say, as an example. I lived in St. Lucia for a couple of years, and they vacation together. The families at Let's say uh, it was uh, Manchester United. Their families vacationed together for 12, 15, 20 years, however long they've been together in those soccer leagues. If we can find a similar form of loyalty within, you know, the uh, NCAA, you can then create something that will last. Revenue will be there. Consumer loyalty will be there. And you'll have people stop chasing that evil dollar because it corrupts, man. It, it, I'm sorry to say it, but I know we're not communists after all. <laughs> no, no, we are in a capitalistic society, and college athletics is an epitome of a capitalistic society. Society, excuse me. That doesn't mean they don't want to try to rein things in when it comes to NIL or the transfer portal. Charlie Baker, NCAA president, interviewed by ESPN's Dan Murphy. He says Congress wants to restrict student transfers. Charlie Baker says a lot of the bills that I've seen proposed in in one form or another in Congress would have an ultimate impact of of slowing down players moving and thus eliminate some of their market. Yeah, I'm not I'm not much on that. Do they transfer more than they did 10 years ago? Yes. Do they transfer more than their peers who aren't student athletes? No. 
one of the things I hear from kids when I talk to them about this issue is coaches walk out on their contracts. What about us? Yeah, coaches walk out on their contracts, but coaches aren't going from job to job to job to job to job in five years. Coaches aren't going to four different jobs in five years. That's where the difference is. And not every young man or young woman is doing that. But I firmly believe, Harry, because of that NIL and the chance to maybe make more money somewhere else, they always have their eyes and their ears on alert that the opportunity is going to be there. They don't mind jumping. You can use the example of coaches doing the same thing. It's different in terms of not money, not trying to increase their money when it comes to their bank account. But it seems to me that if a kid's not happy somewhere or if he's not starting or she's not starting sooner than later, they're looking for a way out instead of staying there and trying to compete and wait their turn. Freddie, I can, and I'm not going to name the schools, about seven schools this past fall Mm -hmm. hit me up to talk to certain players because they wanted, players wanted to transfer because they're in their freshman year and they're not getting the amount of playing time that they feel like they should get. Wow. See, let me tell you the mindset that, you know, players had when I was coming up or before me. Okay, I need to look in the mirror and see what the hell am I not doing to make sure I can get that playing time? Okay. Or how, how do I need to work harder so I can catch, catch the coach's eye right. so I can get that playing time? And I, and I love one of the things that Nick Saban said. He said, these pro scouts aren't coming into Alabama talking to me to figure out what the hell this guy did his freshman season. He said, they're talking to me about his, his junior and his senior season, mm-hmm. not about his freshman year. And I, I, I still don't think a lot of people understand that. It's about how gradually you can grow and how you can get better and how you can make an impact and you can show, right, your range of growth from yeah. when you first got to college and then when you're now trying to leave college. And it's not just sports. It's mm. as a human being as well. Yeah. How are you as a human being when you started? How are you how are you as a human being when you're finishing college? What areas were you able to grow in? What areas do you still need to focus on? Chris of Virginia, 888-729-3776. Thanks for calling us here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Chris, the current state of college athletics, NIL transfer portal. What are your thoughts, my friend? First thing, Freddie, Manchester University Baseball, 1996. Now we're talking. That's right. Went, that's right. went, went to the final hey. game in the NCAA Division II Championship. Now that's what we're talking about, Chris. Okay. That's, that's okay. what we're talking about. <laughs> Freddie, my, my advisor, Coach Tom Elsasser, uh-huh. former football coach, told me as a freshman I looked to transfer because I didn't pitch, and he said, well, you can either transfer or you can get better. Which one do you want to be? Mm. Speak that knowledge. Believe me. And he, he's right about my football coach, Tom Elsasser, and Chris talking about Harry Hilson, the baseball coach at Mansfield. Those were two coaches that said, look, if you want to be here, we want you here. If you don't want to be here, okay. You may think it's better somewhere else. If you don't want to stay and compete, they let it be known. It's a lot easier to not have that finger pointing out than have that finger pointing in when it comes to you and what you're doing or not doing. Well, that's one of the main situations a lot of these transfers are running into because they're leaving one school to go to another school thinking that the grass is going to be greener on that side, and then they still don't play. Mm-hmm. So in actual reality, you still have to look in the mirror and figure out, okay, what do I need to do to get better so I can get on this football field? Well, it makes it, well that's why to a lot of players in this day and age, they'd rather have the finger pointing away from them than the finger pointing at them. And I mentioned Mark Nofrey, the head coach of Sacred Heart in Fairfield, Connecticut. 
He says, this is not for everybody. I'll program the way we do things. I get it. It's not going to be for everybody. But he said, the minute you put your name in the transfer portal, you got 48 hours. I'll give you a 48-hour grace period where you can change your mind. After that, I'm going to assume that you're going to move on. I can't tell you how many players have tried to get in contact with me or tried to get in contact with him and say, I want another chance. Oh, wait a minute. You know the rule. You know the transfer portal rule. I gave you 48 hours. If you didn't find where you want, I can't just have you waltz back in here when you walk down the team to begin with. We're not playing that game, no matter what level that is. And, and, and we're not talking about the Joe Burrow. We're not no, we're talking not. about the Quint. We're no, talking we're not. about the guys who aren't on the level as those players we just mentioned, mm-hmm. who think they're going to transfer and never get the opportunity because things aren't better mm-hmm. wherever they decide to transfer, or yep. they're struggling to get somewhere yep. because they aren't going to be accepted. Yeah, no doubt about that. Because you're starting over. They fail to realize that when you go someplace new. You're essentially starting over again. They don't realize how big of a curve that is after you leave one program and go to another one and you have to start all over with new people. Chuck in South Carolina, my friend, what you got for us on Freddie and Harry at 888-729-3776. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to talk about something I haven't heard. I don't know if y'all know about it, but I don't have to after I say it, but Dartmouth, Dart, I might be saying it wrong, but Dartmouth is a private college. They have already made all their players um, employees of the school at this point. Um, now, the, what that leads into, and I'll let y'all talk about this, is that's a private university. Eventually, the public university is going to try to do the same thing where they're trying to pay the players like like they would. I wish we, yeah, Dartmouth, by the way, Dartmouth men's basketball player on February 5th, 2024, Region 1 of the National Labor, Rela- National Labor Relations Board issued a 26-page decision finding that members of Dartmouth's men's basketball team the players are employees within the definition of the National Labor Relations Act because they perform work under the, under the direction of their university. So they're deemed employees. And based on the fact that Dartmouth College are deemed employees, they're allowed to hold union elections. If you're a college football coach or an administrator, that's a game changer because if it starts at Dartmouth, and we know that Ivy League players are going to be more smarter than a lot of other people, don't think for one second athletes at other schools in big-time conferences, Harry, aren't taking a look at that to say, if you guys are going to unionize and they're going to let you, we have even more of a right to do that in big-time college athletics. Hey, things are coming. Things are coming. Yep, Yeah. Go back. February 5th, 2024. That was 17 days ago. That is something that got missed. And good job there, out of man in South Carolina, pointing that out. Dartmouth College doing that may be the start of something big in college athletics. Keep weighing in on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDouglas83. And don't forget the phone number as well to join the conversation about the state of college athletics involving Transfer Portal, NIL, and, of course, that money at 888-729-3776. Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. You can do that by visiting ProgressiveCommercial.com. Second half of the NBA season kicks off tonight. I can't wait to tell you why the Lakers and the Warriors will rule the NBA during that time. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. 
You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So who does Harry Douglas have more faith in in the second half? Is it the Los Angeles Lakers, winners of seven of their last ten? Or the Golden State Warriors, who are eight and two since Draymond Green got back? It is Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on Series X and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. To me, that's the most fascinating NBA second half storyline. Because both of those teams right now, Lakers in the ninth spot, Warriors in the tenth spot. If you're a team at the top, like a Minnesota Timberwolves team or an Oklahoma City Thunder team, that may not be the two teams that you want to see in a first-round matchup in the playoffs. That's why I think both of those teams, the healthier they get, the more confident they're going to be no matter where they are in the Western Conference standings, Harry, I think both of those teams will rule the NBA in the second half because what is that going to look like? But who do you have more faith in, Lakers or Warriors? Ooh, woo, woo, woo. I'm going <laughs> to go with the Golden State Warriors because their schedule – isn't as hard as the Los Angeles Lakers. And I think that plays a big part in it as well. I think the next month for both of these teams, and Freddie, I'll start with the Lakers. Uh-huh. Um, over the next month, they're going to play Golden State twice, the Phoenix Suns, the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, OKC, the Sacramento Kings, the 76ers, Oof. the Pacers twice, the Oof. Bucks, and Minnesota. Oof. Over the next month, when you look at Golden State, they're going to play the Lakers twice, Denver, the Knicks twice, Boston, the Bucks, Dallas, Indiana, and Minnesota. And the reason why I'm bringing up the next month, because I feel like it's a pivotal moment for both teams. Absolutely. But if I have to pick you know, between the two, I believe the Lakers are – top 10 in, in hardest schedule remaining, and the Golden State Warriors are at the bottom of the league. Yeah, a lot easier for Golden State. Yeah, so stretch. that has to be a factor into this whole ordeal. On top of, I like the emergence of Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, if Clay Thompson can find his stroke, if he yeah. can be consistent with it, I think the Golden State Warriors will be sitting better in a better place, more so moving forward, than the Los Angeles Lakers. Clay Thompson, if he can get in touch with his inner Jamal Crawford coming off the bench, that's going to be something for the Golden State Warriors because he already put it out there. Whatever role I have to play in the second half, that's what I'm willing to do. Clay Thompson realizes whatever contract I'm going to get, it's not going to be that, whether it's from Golden State or if I decide to become a free agent with somebody else. There's too much that they've seen lately from Klay Thompson to devote that kind of money to him. But you got this team now, Steph Curry, like you mentioned, Golden State and Jonathan Kaminga, playing extremely well. We know about LeBron and AD on the other side for the Los Angeles Lakers. 
according to Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst, if you gave him a choice, who does he trust more, LeBron or KD? LeBron or AD, excuse me, or Stephen Kaminga? He gave his answer like this. Yes, they do have Giannis, and they do have Damian Lillard. But who's that third guy on their team? LeBron James and Anthony Davis, especially how reliable and available Anthony Davis has been on both ends of the floor. And when I look at the Lakers right now, they're trending in the right direction. I see the chemistry is starting to form. I see D'Angelo Russell. He looks happy. He's playing some of his best basketball. We saw Rui Hachimara do his thing right before the All-Star break. Like, they're getting back to who they were last year defensively. And also, they're moving the ball, and the trust factor is there. And when his Laker team get fully healthy, I'm trusting LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Los Angeles more than I'm trusting the Warriors right now. Listen, Big Perk brings up a great point because you look at the Warriors before the All-Star break, excuse me, the, the Los Angeles Lakers, they won six of the last seven games. And D'Angelo Russell in his last 10 games, he's averaging 21.1 uh, points per game. Mm-hmm. So if they can consistently get him, and he doesn't have to score in the 20s, but I, I would say 16, 17 a night, yeah. that's solid. If you can get Austin Reeves to continue to be consistent and be a playmaker for you, uh, that's going to pay huge dividends. I, I'm waiting to see also mm-hmm. how much is Spencer Dinwiddie going to be able to help them while LeBron, while the full cast is there. Right. Right. And, and healthy. I want to see what his role is going to be moving forward. Now, I, like I mentioned, a, a, a large amount of the reason why I'm picking the Golden State Warriors is because strength of schedule matters to me, too. It does. And it should. <laughs> and it should because the Lakers are an older team compared to the Golden State Warriors playing that kind of schedule and trying to make sure that you stay out of the play in or find a way to stay in the play in, depending on how things go. All of a sudden, if you're the Lakers, you're going to have to expend a lot of energy. And your two best players are north of 30 years of age. And one player is closer to 40 when it comes to LeBron James. As great as those two guys still are, that is going to be taxing if that schedule takes effect. LeBron's not playing tonight. He's got a sore left ankle just coming out of the All-Star break. You have to wonder how much of that could be a little bit more prevalent when it comes to LeBron James and Anthony Davis being that age. And we're talking about a game that matters, even though it's the first game after the All-Star break. Well, these two teams are competing to, to, to figure out where they're going to be at the end of the season. So tonight's game may come up as a deciding piece at the end of the, of the, of the, of the season. We, yeah. we don't know. So all these games are pivotal. No doubt about the Lakers take on the Golden State Warriors tonight, 10 o'clock Eastern time, catch that game on TNT. But LeBron James not playing tonight because of a sore left ankle. NBA action Saturday night. I would love for Michael Ray Richards to be playing for the Knicks or Cornbread Max to be playing for the Celtics, but there's not. But those two teams will play it against each other. Presented by Indeed, comes begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Keep weighing in at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. Aside from Patrick Mahomes, what quarterbacks are truly feared in the NFL? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.